Barclays. We are a husband and wife duo living and working in the Washington, D.C. area, sharing our radically optimistic view on politics, culture, and how Christianity, or how Christians <laughs> who work believe on this in Christianity <laughs> might think about this crazy world. I even had it written down here. Wow. <laughs> Trying to riff. <laughs> Flew too close to the sun. And today we're, I think, marking four years since your tumor diagnosis. Mm-hmm. June 11th is when you woke up, couldn't move your right leg. And then June 19th is when you had the seven and a half hour surgery. That's right. And really intense time in the ICU for about a week. It was touch and go Yes, yeah, so with your life. Yeah. <laughs> June is pretty intense for us. It's also our wedding anniversary. So yes, this weekend we will have been married That's seven years. <laughs> <laughs> this is my way of reminding you in public. <laughs> it's our anniversary. Happy anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> so June is a pretty um, notable month for us Barclays of it's looking true. back at all God has done and uh celebrating celebrating that we're here we're together we're thriving mm-hmm. and all of that but um it's also father's day is in True. june and so we thought we would flip <laughs> the script everyone has heard me talk a lot about what it was like to go through all of that but rarely actually i don't think ever has anyone done kind of a interview with Taylor about his perspective being hmm. the spouse, the partner of someone going through all of this, right? Have you ever? I don't know about an interview. I've definitely given a couple of like, I guess talks or I don't know, thoughts. Fire, fireside chat. Yeah, like small groups of of men or I think I guess that one church. It was like the first Zoom call that our church started for guys oh, yeah. in COVID. Okay, so you've done a little bit, but not not nearly as much as I have. <laughs> right, no news stories about me or uh, hospital interviews or podcasts. Right, you're like the supporting character yes. in all of them. <laughs> so now you get to be the star <laughs> of a show we never wanted to run. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um. So yeah, I thought we would take this and I would interview Taylor on what it was Hmm. like. So Taylor, (laughs) I'm going to go way, way, way back. If you can think this far back to when I first was pregnant, before we knew all this wild ride was upon us, Mm -hmm. um, becoming a dad, what did you think our lives were going to be like? Oh man. Uh... (laughs) The before. You being pregnant was different for me. I wasn't pregnant. <laughs> uh, and it, I, I just took a while to like come to terms with the reality of baby. Right. Like for women, it's so biological yeah, 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 yeah. and visceral. So you just get like clobbered over the head with a, right. it's with like a, a tree. A you, can't, you can't ignore it. Right. But like, uh, like man, at least me, me man. <laughs> <laughs> you man, ig- he man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can ignore ignore it, I guess. So it's just like getting in the space, headspace, like, all right, we're having a baby. This is going to happen. It's scary, but great. Uh, but what do you imagine like our f- yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. A family culture would be like? So, um, 
man, I don't <laughs> like you would have the baby. We would, you know, like everyone else, right? We'd come home and we'd tag team waking up like we'd in the house we lived in at the time. We we're in like the third floor. You'd set up a great nursery across the hall from us on the third floor in our D.C. row house. Um, and then, you know, just so much changed. Uh, I'm trying to think back. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like we take turns carrying <laughs> just like the simple stuff. It wasn't anything like <laughs> Well, you think crazy. about that now. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Like carrying the car seat out to the car. <laughs> um, we'd swap out who would do that. Um, okay. So you, you were more focused on like the day to day. You didn't have any like big picture thoughts. On... <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> or we just, we've blacked out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, in I don't know. I'm more you're you're like bucket list by thirty person, and I'm more of like I don't know. What are we doing tomorrow? Yeah, I'm like that sounds good, and we're a good I guess I, I didn't envision our life changing that much. Yeah, just like yeah. a baby fitting into like our lives. We're in the city. Yes, doing the vacations yeah. and stuff. We normally like obviously do. we have a baby. We're taking care of him and. All the baby things, but just fits uh, into culturally, there wasn't like a hard fork. Interesting, yeah. Um, so obviously we're forced into a hard fork. Yes. <laughs> um, it's like the fork was bent over in the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a complete U-turn yeah. and prepare yourself for emotion. Um, <laughs> you know, put yourself back into. Uh-huh. We go to the ER, Oof. we're there for days trying to figure out what is wrong with me, why I'm paralyzed, you know, little baby Hudson is just yeah. a couple weeks old, um, yeah. Yeah. that uh, not great neurosurgeon at that hospital comes in, gives us this terrible diagnosis, mm-hmm. what what do you remember about the diagnosis, what did you, what were your feelings when Oof. that moment hit? I remember making the decision to go to the ER and packing my tanned backpack and just thinking, this is going to be a long time. Huh. Like, we're not going to, like, go and come back this afternoon. Oh, uh-huh. Or just, I don't know. I just feel like, like, it was serious. Like, you're like, I just had that sense. Yeah, I got the diagnosis. Uh, I think I had a friend text me. I thought about this a lot. Like, like Taylor, that's devastating. It's like devastating was a good word. Um, I mean, thought you were going to die, hmm. right? Like cancer. Yeah. Uh, radi- radiation was a word that was thrown around a little bit. Chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you, this was the beginning of a long, difficult or short, but difficult decline to death. So it's like we just got married. Right, because just had a baby. that neurosurgeon said to get our affairs in order. Yeah. We spent time crying together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was, it was really, really terrible. And just thinking like, but it, there the same, I don't know. There was like the, the future terror and bad stuff, but then also just like the, okay, what what is like the next decision we have to make? Hmm. Like which, <laughs> so we get this news the surgeon says he's willing to do it. So it's like simultaneously holding both thoughts of like, uh, do we go with this neurosurgeon? Do we find someone else mm. with the world being our, our gamut? 
Hmm. We're blessed with family and friends and resources. So we didn't have to think about like what we could afford necessarily, but so that almost opened it up to everything. And then thinking about, okay, well, who's taking care of Hudson and how can we get Rachel, you to see Hudson and, uh, did you pretty quickly, I mean, you pretty quickly had to hop into logistics mode, right? Of I guess so. Yeah. And then we had lots of family helping yeah. we did that too. But how, so, you know, this feeling of devastation, like there's not even a good word for <laughs> what that felt like, but in the middle of devastation, you did just, you kept going. You, it's not like you, you True. Know, went and lay in bed in depression for a right. week. Like, right, 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 right. So can you talk about like what it took to keep going? Um, hmm. we've, we've talked about this since uh, it all happened in our wedding vows and we had like everyone come up, pray for us at our wedding like put hands on us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. family and f- I think it was just family. Yeah, we had our like and wedding friends party. and wedding party. Anyone I guess, who yeah. wanted to. Yeah, yeah. And then of course the vows and sickness are in health. Um, so it was always like I was always committed. There was never like a thought of leaving or mm. <laughs> you know retreating. <laughs> uh, it was just so, I just remember being like so in the moment every, but like not in like a happy way. It was in the moment, which I wanted to be over. <laughs> I just like thought how often, like, oh, can we just please fast forward mm. to when this is done? Uh, I guess I had that in my mind's eye frequently mm. of like, okay, there will be a point in the future where we will talk about this mm. as a past event. And that was helpful. Wow. Um, and I think there were just so many decisions to make. Like, you know, which neurosurgeon do you go to? Mm. Do we even have the surgery? I think that was, that was like on the table, right? Or was it just treated with radiation? And then what kind of tumor will it be? And then will the mm. treatment be the da da And like, you know, where does Hudson sleep tonight? And mm. can he visit? And Importantly, uh, what are we ordering from Uber Eats yeah. for the entire <laughs> family and friends who are visiting? Yeah, every yeah, night? yeah, totally. <laughs> and you know, people poured out resources, so we we had that covered. Um, hmm. So I, I guess it was just decisions were shoved in our faces, my face, your face, uh, committed to being together through it, hmm. and just yeah, one one hour at a time. In hindsight now that we're four years out, does it feel like you and I were a sharp, like our, our lives, your life is a sharp before and after, or does it, Hmm. have you thought of it that way? Um, I think there, yeah, yeah. Like I, I will say like, you know, before tumor times and after tumor times and even like relaying like say I run into someone I haven't seen in five mm-hmm. years, like often it will be a part of the story if there's like, you know, mm-hmm. more than five minutes to catch up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, very significant event. Uh, it was, uh, you know, and we've talked about this too. It was coupled with 
giving birth, so baby time is a life-changing event. Like you became a dad and a disabled yes. spouse at the same time. Yes, and then yeah. COVID. And, yeah. <laughs> and then seven months later, COVID happens, yeah. Which, by the way, you know, COVID didn't, to us personally, didn't feel like that big of a deal. It felt refreshing to have, like, family time together because we hadn't had any family time, just the three of us. Right. Really. Uh, so that was, what, March of 2020. Any family time, just the three of us since June... 11th of 2020 2019 yeah um so yeah there is this sharp difference i think uh i remember in the early days the objective in my head was get you home Mm -hmm. gotta get rachel home like rachel's gonna i'm sure she can't walk but we're just gotta get her home we're gonna get her home and home and like Okay, well, now we have to go to Hopkins for the surgery. Like, oh, now we have to, you know, just to recover at Hopkins after the surgery. Then, like, oh man, like, what do you mean we have to go to a rehab hospital and, like, like what? And how long are we going to be there? Occupational therapy and this wheelchair and wheelchairs and, mm. you know, at the time you had, I was talking with a friend just yesterday about this actually. Like, everyone was telling us you will have the same abilities that you had going into the surgery after the surgery. Hmm. So you're going to have a completely paralyzed right leg the rest of your life. Hmm. And I think they were good. That was great. That was good advice. That was good perspective. So everything, you know, now is like a bonus. And I feel like now it's, I guess now it feels like we're in a maybe life as I thought we'd live it Hmm. Yeah, (laughs) with baby. Right. Yeah. Uh, You know, we're going to go on vacations and stuff like that and a little more work, but, uh, like we're doing it. It's not normal, right? Normal things as we imagine, yeah. and it could be very different too. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't have to help you get dressed in the morning. Yeah, I'll ask you about that. But um, going back to kind of what you said of processing becoming disabled, you know, I remember there was a point in the hospital where um, the I think it was our social worker was helping us. Um, prepare for you know months two months down the road when Mm. we left the hospital she asked you to go back to our house in dc and take measurements (laughs) of like is the door are the doorways wide enough for a wheelchair how many steps do you have going in and out how is she gonna get in and out of the house you know paralyzed and you have all these steps and we had to think through all of that and what shower chair to buy and what wheelchairs do do we need to get and mm. you know all of those things that true we um blessedly fundraise for they're very expensive mobility equipment and our community covered all of that for us which is just a huge yeah. huge blessing yeah. um but i remember your first reaction to that social worker as i remember it huh. was like she she's gonna walk in those stairs she's gonna walk home and up those stairs like we don't need to worry about right all of that and (laughs) and that was your and i remember being to you like no taylor i'm not walking out of here like i will i said that we'll i i just remember i don't know what the words were but i remember you your first reaction was like we, we don't need a ramp. We don't need, we're, uh, you're, she's uh-huh. going to walk up the stairs. And I remember being like, yeah, I don't think that's going to be the case in two months. Like who knows what the future holds, but uh-huh. I'm definitely not walking out of this hospital. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And because I, you know, <laughs> had to live moment by moment in my body and feel mm-hmm. how paralyzed it was all the time and how hard it was. And, you know, at that point I wasn't even moving a toe on my right leg. Mm, um, and true. so it was very visceral for me, but I think for you hmm. coming to terms or 
was even harder than for me. Yeah. Similar so to the pregnancy we, thing, like I was saying at the top. Yeah, I it's guess, not right? your body, so you not don't feel body. it. So can you talk about like how you processed disability and like what that meant and what it looked like and thinking about like yeah. a wife in a wheelchair and Yeah, I had such limited exposure to physical disabilities. Uh, maybe I think one friend in childhood who was in a wheelchair and it was always like, like, okay, what's, you know, what's wrong with them? And like being a little afraid Mm -hmm. and like, um, like wouldn't see them frequently. So it was, uh, and I had no, yeah, no friends in my daily life. Like they probably never came over to your house. No, 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 never, never, ever. Um, then all of a sudden, yeah, we're in this environment at the rehab hospital where everyone's in like bedridden or in a wheelchair, you know, or as a walker or something. Um, so yeah, coming in, I think it was, it was, there's so much cognitive dissonance, I guess, that I had of like on the one hand, yeah, seeing your paralysis, but then on the other hand, like, yeah, she's going to walk upstairs or, oh, we're just going to go home and it's going to be like, Back like to normal. normal, yeah. And I guess it's stark because I, I see this in other people too. Of like, like I guess I just so you know desperately don't want it to be like the reality of mm. like paralysis and mm-hmm. you know wheelchair and mobility equipment, blah blah blah. Because there's this like stigma against it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, mm-hmm. you're not. Uh, like you know, you the you you hear this a lot. Like, okay, you're gonna walk again, and like, like the goal is to be out of the wheelchair. Yes, the goal, and that was absolutely the case for me. And the goal is to be out of the wheelchair, to be you know, to he, to be healed. And um, it's a really I don't know why it's so hard to wrap your mind around. Like you had you had to wrap your mind around it. So again, you were kind of like hit over the head with a tree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess I did too. And that, that, yeah, going home to like, you know, I remember, I think I remember her asking like how many steps are, you know, front and back and then inside, like the basement stairwell and the upstairs stairwell. I had no idea. Uh, so it was like, I had to put these new glasses on, which I've since like, I don't know. Now they're just on. I don't think about them. Like, Oh, that curb is, Mm-hmm. where's the curb cut two inches instead of one and that makes a big difference and mm-hmm. yeah how many so i remember like, i have the i have in a folder i think i deleted the folder right? there's photos of the house right mm-hmm. like front steps back steps here's this okay now the basement stairwell has this curve at the top like how is she going to navigate that and i remember like two hours like if, if not more like planning with people how to figure that out so i don't know it was that's probably like one of the more significant moments of her yeah i remember her demeanor social worker is just like no like you have to figure this out like it's not like hope <laughs> yeah 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 uh you're not just gonna wait until like the day we go home and see like what's happening yeah because this is probably what a month in or if not sooner they were yeah. they were just very good about i think gently kind of pushing yeah like us into reality and it felt like someone's like nudging me into like this cold pool i don't want to get into but mm-hmm. then i realized oh it's actually once you're all the way in, you don't feel it. Yeah, exactly. And it was, it's jarring. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was, yeah. Glad you brought that up. That was a jarring moment. And then, yeah, just like, do we get a van and uh, yeah. uh, have making decisions about that? And um, Right. 
how do you take care of Hudson? And mm-hmm. do we move? Do we not move? And then yeah. we had the renovation and all that stuff. So yeah, Oof. those were not easy days. Nope. Um, talking about more not easy days. So that was hospital time. But then I'd say maybe externally to me, some of the hardest times for you were, I mean, obviously it was hard waiting for me in surgery, but I think when we moved home from the hospital, Uh um, we moved down into our basement because that was the only place that didn't have stairs to get in that we made accessible. We made an accessible bathroom down there. We had a little like former kind of utility closet that we made into Hudson's room um yeah and so we're living in this little basement area my mom took over our upstairs and helped us out live with us for a few months um and this was the stage where you really had to act as um Hmm. not only my spouse and my friend but a caregiver as well that's true um so can you talk about what it was like for those months Hmm kind of assuming that caregiver role. Yeah, and I, the move was made possible by friends. I was going up and back a few times from Philly to DC. And one of the times I came back, I think after the renovation was done, had, I don't know, 15 friends show up and just move everything from the top floor down mm-hmm. to the basement and basement stuff up to the top. And, yeah. Uh, really appreciative of all those friends who helped for probably an hour and a half, couple, two hours. Uh, yeah, because you were like, I remember having to like get clothes for you out of the dresser and mm-hmm. lay them out. You know, you didn't sometimes you'd have to help me like roll over, or sit up, or yeah, gosh. And you had this special bed, so like I was sleeping on like a mattress, yeah, our queen mattress, I think. And I had like a hospital bed, yeah, which was terrible, yeah, because you had to like be able to sit up and. Um, do some self-care uh i think yeah help you move your legs out stretching because mm-hmm. you were less mobile so you had to do regular you would stretch stretches. my legs for me every yep. night yeah at the time my tmi my bowel and bladder were not working well so you had yep. to help out with that stuff which was yep. not fun which had you out of commission too uh and then appointments, you had more appointments at like National Rehab Hospital. And your mom would take you to those because mm-hmm. like, I was back to work. Yeah. Uh, you had to do a lot with the baby. Yeah. Like, yeah, get him out of the crib, I guess, mm-hmm. which was just right there. And he was, what, six months old, I guess. Yeah. In the beginning days. You know, going out and about constantly. We don't have to do this as much now because you've regained ability, but like, okay, we're going to go to a restaurant. Well, how do we get there? <laughs> do we do the Uber for the big power chair? Or do we load your wheelchair? And then you're transferring. This is before I was driving. Before you were driving. Yeah, you had to kind of like lift me into a car if we were going to go. Yeah. And it was really hard. Remember you and I went to church in October. Mm-hmm. We moved home in September, end of September. We went, you and I just went to church. Yeah. First time back. And of course, the scripture reading was about the paralytic man who was healed. Ugh. <laughs> Gut punch. But it felt like such like a homecoming and everyone been praying and supporting us and everyone said hello and but it, you know, you transferring out of the car easy but then back in it took twenty minutes. And like 
10 tries, I think. 10 tries. It was really, really discouraging. When we say transfer, it's transfer is a way to get like from a wheelchair to another surface when right. you can't stand up. We had to, so we had to bring a little board for that to put between your chair and the seat. Right. So, so I kind of am like pushing up with my hands, trying to swing myself into the car. And it's, it was a really, it's a really hard thing to do at first. Yeah. And now it's just like you just do it. Well, now I'm driving yeah, and walking. Right. And <laughs> but the time, yeah, it was just a big struggle. So it was just, I don't know. It was tough. Like every day had at least one of those like really, really discouraging moments. of Yeah. Like, oh, how are we going to do this? Like, how are we going to go out again? Yeah. Right. If it takes 20 minutes to get into the car and it's a little dangerous because you're like perched on this board. <laughs> so you could fall helplessly onto the concrete. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there like wanting to, like, I can't just like hoist you around. And that was going out without a baby. Right. <laughs> so it was like, how are we going to do this with a baby? Yeah. Um, so now, you know, I'm independent and can drive and I mean, have been healed beyond mm-hmm. people's wildest expectations. I mean, yesterday yeah. I walked 20 yeah. minutes on the treadmill without wearing a leg brace. I know. And... You know, didn't I wasn't even around. spot me. Can, <laughs> yeah, it, it's just incredible. And I'm starting to practice walking with just a cane. And yeah. we've had another baby. Yeah, I'm back working. Well, I thought I'd be half time, but now I'm almost full time. <laughs> um, that's True. a good thing. And um, I mean, it's just amazing what God has done. Um, so really like you're not being a caregiver anymore. I'm mostly independent. The thing mm-hmm. maybe that's different is you have to do all the car loading. Like I can't load <laughs> stuff for trips and whatnot. Um, I don't yeah. know. Is anything else? I guess sometimes like getting outside is hard, but getting outside is different. Um, if we like eat outside, like pop-ups, it pop-ups anywhere, pop-ups? right? Pop-ups. Like you, we both sit on the couch or watching TV. Oh, oh, oh. Like, Oh, a glass of water would be nice. Oh, yeah. Like, you can do those things. <laughs> it just takes, like, five times longer. Right, right. I'm I'm a lot slower, I guess, than yeah. I would have been. So, like, I don't know. Like, we eat outside. Like, once you're out, you're out. And when you're in, you're in. Right. For the most part. Or I track a lot of dirt on my wheelchair tires inside, so it's a pain. So, sometimes I think, like, oh, what would it be like if we had two pop-uppers? <laughs> I'd probably still make you get a glass of water. <laughs> Yeah, Instagram reels are any indication. That's just a husband's duty. Um, yeah, like taking stuff to the car. Uh, I can't go some places outside. And like like now having two kids at the pool, right. I, can't, I can't be sure that I'm going to save one of their lives in the pool. So you have to be on duty in the pool. So yeah. Maybe like outdoor activities. Outdoor activities, yeah, still totally. still primary parent. Like loading our car, like if the car seats with like Gus's is on one side where you can't get to it because the wall's there. Yeah. Like we have to think about that. They're just, I don't know. It's it's tough to like even distinguish now because everything is pretty ingrained of like, Oh, we need to rearrange the car seats if, you know, Rachel's going to this place at three o'clock today. So I need to make sure this is there and that's this place. And like, you can only drive your car. Right, right. So we're doing a lot of car seat swapping. Because I have hand controls in my car to enable me. And I can drive yours, but then your brake bar hits me in my knee whenever (laughs) I hit the brake, which is a little annoying. So, you know, in comparison to our, what could have been. Oh, totally. These are like minor inconveniences. I mean, yeah, I look at like, yeah, they're, you know. 
husbands lifting their quadriplegic wives and do it out of bed every morning mm-hmm. and night and the caregiver duties are different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I was trained and maybe more prepared for that in the early days and had much more to do mm-hmm. with you or your care. That's somewhat trailed off. Right. But even so, I'm still a disabled wife. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes, and yes. so can you, <laughs> can you talk about how, you know, we talked a lot about how that was a hard transition at first, but now how do you think about it? Uh, I mean, one thing that comes to mind, I think I realized this a year ago or so was when I was dating, I was like <laughs> minimum five foot seven. <laughs> Cause I'm Taylor's six, six, six. So minimum five foot seven. And now when you're in a wheelchair, you're like three and a half. <laughs> so joke's on me. <laughs> uh, now, I don't know. I, th- I, I really like it. Um, I don't know. Like going out with a wheelchair wife is, is pretty cool. Um, I think we, we I don't know. It, it's unique. I've always liked being unique. <laughs> uh, and... I don't know. You're, you do a lot of the same stuff. Like I miss, you know, hiking with you and backpacking and fly fishing and slippery rocks and mountain streams. And my excellent surfing skills. Surfing skills. Yeah. (laughs) Just kidding. I was never good. And we can do a lot of the stuff. Some things are still too difficult or dangerous. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I think about like the photo I posted at your surgery day of like dreaming of walking Ravello Mm -hmm. again with you, which now I've just realized, oh, maybe that's actually possible possible yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. when like projecting forward again to like if you know this today will be the past struggle or issue like maybe 10 years from now kids a little older you've Mm -hmm. you've continued trends or even now you could probably do it a little bit like actually oh you maybe she could walk the streets of when i posted that you were like completely paralyzed going into surgery i wasn't sure you'd live or not right uh like I don't know. To me, that's like a wow, like a real way too high up their dream mm-hmm. at the time. That now, for the first time, is somewhat reachable. Reachable. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, I know. I've learned a lot too from you, and mm-hmm. relationships grown a lot. I feel like we have more years of experience under our belts that were compressed into a <laughs> a year of our seven years. Yeah. It's like dog years. Where yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I mean, for me, so I'd say 85% of my day, I don't think about like the mobility aids or the wheelchair is not like, mm. oh, you know, it yeah, just is. Either. Yeah. Yeah. And you do a lot of research too mm-hmm. for like which wheelchairs are best and, you know, finding the adaptive companies that help you get better. Mm-hmm. You work a lot on your own health and. I don't know. I do the laundry. <laughs> I would have done the laundry anyway if you'd not had a wheelchair. That's right. That was a pre-wheelchair <laughs> thing. <laughs> we won't get into um, that. Yard work. Would you do yard work? Like, would you I mow the lawn? I think I would lawn? do more. I don't think I'd mow the lawn. I'd leave that to you. Would you edge? Like, weed whack? I'd probably... Uh, no, I'd probably still leave that to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, am I doing more in the yard than, the, like, around the house, maybe? Mm, I think it'd be the same. The same, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think huh. like you know, I do all the cooking and like hmm. 
you know, all our finances. And I don't know, our division of labor, I feel like, would stay the same. Would you go on more outings with the boys? Probably. I mean, sometimes I think, would I have chosen to be a stay-at-home mom if it was really... If it was easier to just throw the kids in the car and go right. out and about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nice. in a way, it's kind of a blessing that I like don't have to second guess that because I do really enjoy my work. And hmm. I don't know. Sometimes I think if it was easier to, you know, take my kids on hikes or pool dates or whatever, mm-hmm. then I might have been more apt to want to stay home full time mm-hmm. with them. But... It's just so hard to do that that sometimes hmm. I feel a little like trapped at home with them. Yeah. But yeah. that'll change as they get older. And True. It's not like Gus, Gus wants to in the car. <laughs> dive to his death down the stairs oh every, gosh, yeah. <laughs> every day. Um, so this is getting kind of long. But my last question is, what has changed about your faith journey through this? Uh, man. Um conception of like God's work in time (laughs) suffering Mm. for sure uh maybe I've shared before I don't know it's it's tough to like you know what (laughs) anyway uh before tumor times I just had this I don't know sense that it'd be good to really wrestle with existence of a loving God and a universe Hmm. that has like intense suffering hmm. and evil. I don't know. And like, this is like the, I don't know, uh, like child abuse levels of suffering, not mm-hmm. like woke up with a headache. Um, like the grand inquisitor chapter from brothers Karamazov that's often cited and hmm. suffering, like, you know, the girl that's left alone to die in a frozen outhouse, and this, you know, beating her chest, crying out for help from God who's wow. not answering. It's like how to so wrestling with that, reading, praying, talking about that, and then we encounter the tumor time, and um, so in a way, like I had that at least intellectual, hmm. some like emotional preparation, yeah. yeah. Um, I think if, uh, you know, faith time. You know, the, the darkest point was the Monday before your surgery, hmm. and just kind of being. I don't know. I think like a lot of like what Jesus went through. Hmm. It talks about, you know, him preparing for crucifixion, going to the Garden of the Gethsemane and, you know, him praying his cup would be taken away, you know, sweating blood, this anguish, and then lots of silence, apparently. Mm. And then we've talked about this before, like consistently throughout the Bible, there are, you know, each person kind of goes through that Mm. pit, I call it, because that was like Monday night was like mine, Mm. where it's difficult to describe of like no spiritual, emotional, physical sense even hmm. and silence. So I've like experienced God's silence, hmm. but he's still real. And I just feel like, Ooh, like I have a kinship now. with like <laughs> Moses <laughs> and Jesus in a, in a, in a way, yeah, like in that yeah. experience. Huh? Uh, and here, you know, I am talking to you about it. Like mm. there could be a world where like you didn't survive. Yeah. Or you're a vegetable or you're, you know, you have to have a, a bunch of mobility aids. So I don't know like what part of that is clouded, but at least it was there is like at that point I didn't know that. Yeah. So you there, didn't know what the outcome would be. Didn't know what the outcome would be. Could have been the worst. 
So I don't know, just it, like having been through that, there's just like, there was no way to intellectualize that. Mm. It was just straight up experience. So I don't know, like COVID happening. I just remember feeling like, oh, that's it. <laughs> uh, like and, your suffering muscles are stronger yeah I, don't know, I was thinking about this mowing the lawn the other day like a work stress like in the perspective of that is like no big deal and like i don't know faith things or mm-hmm. i feel like there's life that can be shared from that hmm. when people say like and you experience this too right like the fellowship of suffering or fellowship of the afflicted yeah um yeah. For me, it's a little different than you, but still, like having gone through that very, very you know dark pit and come you out get the it. other side, right? Like, okay. When a friend is like, "I'm in the hospital," or "My wife's in the hospital," you understand. Oh, what absolutely, that feels like. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, one of my closest friends, his wife went to the hospital, and he's like, "I immediately knew to call you, Taylor." Mm-hmm. It's like 100% identification with just like how that felt and had practical advice to give and for him and his wife's story was like much, much quicker and better or not better, just different. It was much quicker and different. So, uh, mm. there was, you know, life to give there. Yeah. But yeah, faith has changed. Like, like matured, I guess. Mm. Mm. Thanks for sharing all of that. Thanks for asking questions. I love you. I Happy love you anniversary. Too. Happy anniversary <laughs> in three days. Multiple <laughs> anniversaries. Um, <laughs> well, thank you all for listening to that part of our story um we'll do a lightning round of stinkers and thinkers okay all right stinker and thinker go stinker ted lasso oh yeah oh i take that as my stinker too (laughs) this season man uh i can't i'm trying to think of another show that's cratered as quickly just like went from like i remember the end of the first season it's like wow this is like encapsulating like all the best parts of like community and friendship and like what it means to be on a sports team. Now I want to be on a sports team. <laughs> and now it's just like, what a bunch of duds. Yeah. Like I was reading some review. They turned everyone into like a therapist. Yes. And like yes. every scene was like a PSA about something. And it just, nothing was wrapped up. Too preachy. Holy cow. Like I don't even want to finish it. Yeah. Me neither. Season. I have no desire. Ooh. Yeah. So uh stinker and then the thinker is oh uh so i saw the trailer for netflix is doing the three-body problem based on this trilogy sci-fi trilogy remembrance of us past lou chizin wow i don't know if i pronounced that right anyway loved the books i want to reread them the trailer looked really bad (laughs) compared to i'm watching the chinese version on youtube of the the books wow which is like 40 episodes or something. And it's just, I don't know, the Netflix one. Anyway, I recommend the Chinese version on YouTube. Just click like Chinese three-body problem. You'll probably find it. It's subtitled, but it's pretty good. It's like very faithful to the books, I think. Unlike the Netflix trailer, which does not look like it will be. Okay, for all you sci-fi people out there. Yeah. (laughs) I haven't even like asked you to watch it. Wow, <laughs> what a gift. <laughs> <laughs> Happy anniversary. <laughs> so yes, my stinker, also Ted Lasso, my thinker is Taylor and I just finished 1883, which is the oh. prequel to Yellowstone. <laughs> Taylor's laughing. I loved it. Yellowstone, eh, I think we had that on there as both like That's true. meh in yeah. the past. It was okay, but 1883, so, so good. It's on paramount 
Paramount. Is that right? Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus. <laughs> um, it's just like a one-off prequel. Like there are multiple seasons, and I thought it was so good. Like it put me into what like the Oregon Trail probably was really like, and um, yeah, it was just I thought it was very well done. I thought mm-hmm. the protagonist had a good story taylor didn't love that but i thought the protagonist was great i won't give it away but um very well done i was very sad when it was over like ah really that's it yeah i enjoyed it <laughs> good good i mean the costumes or the scenery it's like they were really there yeah out it, out in the it's like the legit i don't know what, what state it was filmed in but it was uh it was not a green screen <laughs> right with Sam Ellis, right? Yeah, it was a good. good. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for asking me questions, Rachel. I love you. I love you too.